24 minutes after the hour, America. It's Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening. As promised, I'm joined now by Gunnar Hansen, uh, G-U-N-N-A-R, not G-U-N-N-E-R. Gunnar Hansen is a pastor at uh, Valley Baptist Church in Valley Center, California. He also happens to have served as the United States Navy SEAL for a dozen years. And so there aren't a lot of SEAL pastor, pastor SEALs running around. And I'm awfully, he's also happened to have been at Disneyland uh, in Southern California when we did one of our Hugh days at Disneyland. And unfortunately, he lost to Dwayne in the Toy Story Mania. Badly, too. Badly. And therefore, we've never had him back. It was so embarrassing. But it's great to talk to Pastor Hanson now. Hello, Gunnar. Welcome back. How are you doing, Hugh? I'm great, glad to be here. Well, I, I got to start with a little bio. Uh, what years were you in the SEAL teams? Well I, well, I joined the Navy in July of '93. By the time I, I went through training uh, through '94, graduated BUDS training in uh, 1995. Um, from there, I went on to SEAL Team Three and was at SEAL Team Three from uh, 1995 on to June of 2001. And at that time, I went on to BUDS uh, to be a first phase instructor from nine. From 2001 until 2005, when I separated from the Navy. Now, I, I referred to you as a retired SEAL the other day online. That's not accurate because you didn't retire from the Navy service, but you spent 12 honorable years as a SEAL. And I'm curious about your reaction when you heard about the uh, the assault on Bin Laden on on Sunday night. Well, that was a uh, it, it, it kind of progressed. I, I first saw that he was killed, and my initial thought was. There was a drone attack or something along those lines, and then I saw the headlines that it shorted, unraveled that oh, it was ground troops, and that that uh, to me that was a positive sign. And and then eventually the news came out that it was the SEAL teams that did that, and there was definitely a uh, you know for all military types there is always a sort of bit of gloating when your force is the one that's called into action. <laughs> and so so right away I was pleased and let all my Marine buddies know that ah. it was the SEAL teams, not not the Marines that were called in to do this. So. Now, i got to ask you as well, Gunnar, uh, when did you take your ordination? Where did you do your theology, and, and how long have you been in the pulpit at Valley Baptist Church in Valley Center, California? Um, I studied out at Shadow Mountain. Um, it's under David Jeremiah. The seminary is called Southern California Seminary, and I have earned a B.A. in Biblical Studies through them and a Master's of Divinity through them, and I've done some doctoral work at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, and I've been at Valley Baptist Church uh, since I'm um, coming up on my four-year anniversary. Uh, March, May 20th of uh, 2007 is when I came up here. So what's harder, being a SEAL or being a pastor? You, you know, that's a good question. They, they each have their moments, and uh, um, it, it's they, they each have their moments. I think that the, being a Navy SEAL was, was far harder at times, uh, mainly with the time on the road and away from family and and um, and I, I I definitely think I am in a much more comfortable position as a pastor than I was a, as a SEAL. Um, but like everything, there are moments that I miss aspects of the SEAL teams, and there are there are times I am glad I'm not there. So now, Gunnar, I, I want to talk to you about your post over at SEALPastor.blogspot.com. Uh, I've linked it at HughHewitt.com, America as well. Before we do that, though, would you give someone just a general sense of what the life is like? I I know because I know some SEALs. I've seen actually the SEAL movie that a lot of people haven't been able to see because it's not released yet. So I have a sense of what the life is like, but would you tell people what the life is like? Uh, For every SEAL operator, it's it's different, but there's a a general how things tend to work. Once you make it into the SEAL teams, 
Um, you start, well, you go through training. That takes six months in theory. Most guys get injured um, and have to be rolled, so it takes a little bit longer. So it can take anywhere from six months to a year to get through SEAL training. From that point, you move on to uh, more advanced training called SQT, and you do about six months of, of training there. Um, from that point, you move on to a SEAL team, and pretty much uh, you're on a – things have changed a lot since I've gotten out, so my, I'm a little bit dated. And, uh, but pretty much an 18-month rotation where you work up with a platoon, and at the end of your 18 months, you deploy overseas um, and, and are basically on call, or you do work over there. So, Did you ever think you had the skill sets in you uh, that you would develop by the time uh, you left the service? Can you can you rephrase? Yeah, when you when you first joined the Navy, did you ever imagine yourself as a SEAL with the sorts of skill sets that they have? Um, no, I, I you know we each kind of go through our own course in life, and and uh, you just kind of end up at a place. And I, I do I, I find it kind of for those that knew me in the teams and before I was a Christian, many of them laugh at the idea that that uh, here I am as a pastor because this was not the route that anybody would have. Uh, suspected that I would end up on that I that here I as a pastor and it's neat looking back and, and seeing how God coordinated a, a number of events in my life to uniquely, uniquely place me in this position uh, to be used in this capacity when we come back from break I'm going to talk with Gunnar Hansen about the morality of what happened on Sunday in Pakistan with someone uniquely positioned to talk about it he's a pastor he's also 12 years in the SEAL teams I'll be right back on the Hugh Hewitt Show Forty-four minutes after the hour, America. It's Hugh Hewitt. There aren't a lot of uh, pastors and pulpits across the United States who got there after twelve years as a Navy SEAL. Maybe there are. I'm only aware of one of them, Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen is the senior pastor at Valley Baptist Church in Valley Center, California. Gunnar, where is Valley Center for the benefit of the great unwashed everywhere else in the country? Uh, well, we'll start with San Diego County. And if you're looking at San Diego County, we are in pretty much the farthest um, northeastern section of San Diego County. If you're familiar with Southern California, we are outside of Escondido is the large city within the, the county that we um, are next to. Okay, now, I want to turn to the, the post you put up. It has three parts to it. Now, I'll tell people what those three parts are as, as we start. The first has to do with you know the, just the general morality of, of the warrior, the, the need for warriors. The second is the authority of the warrior. And then the third part is, you know, how does a Christian respond to violence when you have to visit it on evildoers? Let's start with that first. By the way, this is a book. You, you say you've been thinking about writing the Christian warrior book for a long time it's in my heart i have to get it on paper <laughs> so, yes it, 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 i uh, i think as of tomorrow i'm going to start really sitting down and and uh, writing this up and, and work on getting it published how is the reaction to this blog post been by the way very positive surprisingly i um i you know anytime that something gets out there and and you get a lot of people looking at something it's always very two-sided on the extremes, and and to be honest, I, I haven't received anything negative um, yet. I, for those of you listening, I'm sure you'll give it time. It. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> yes, give it time. But but really, what I have um, I've, I've seen in this, and and my heart for what got me to write this. Um, is there was relief from people, many soldiers, police officers, uh, people, civilians who have had to use force, 
grappling with these issues as 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 a as a people of faith how do we reconcile the things um, that the Bible says with being placed in a situation of using force. And so there are many people who are just relieved that, you know, saying thank you. For years I've tried to articulate this, and I haven't been able to. And so um, really a, a spirit of gratitude from, from those who have read it, and it's very humbling. Well, let's start with the first part of it. There's an absolute biblically-based need for warriors. They have to exist, uh, Gunner. Tell people why. Uh, well, first off, if uh, I'm coming from a biblical-based sort of theology, and and the Bible explains in the beginning that sin enters the world, and, and from that um, entrance, the world was changed. And the, the passage, it's found in 1 Samuel 23. This is not an isolated passage. There's probably a, a number of passages you could go to in the scriptures. This one in particular sparked my desire to write my master's thesis on this topic. And in this passage, 1 Samuel 23, David and his men are on the run from the King Saul, who's been trying to kill them. And, and in the midst of their being... Uh, fleeing him, they get wind of a situation where the Philistines are basically assaulting a people and they need help. And, and David goes before the Lord and the Lord says, you need to go free those people. And David goes to his mighty men and says, hey guys, we got to go into battle. And they essentially look at him and say, David, you're crazy. We're on the run for our lives at this very moment. How are we to protect them? Why don't you go back to God and ask him again? And so David asks a second time, and God essentially says, David, you need to go and and help these people out. And when I read that, it, it, it truly helped me see that as a, as a, as a Christian, as a, a man who wants to obey God and to, to please him, that we're faced in this world that has evil in it and and like Bonhoeffer who I quote in the blog a man I've come to, to tremendously respect for his um, actions during World War II against Hitler he has a quote that says silence in the face of evil is itself evil and God will not hold us guiltless not to speak is to speak and not to act is to act and so this idea of any person in our culture can walk across the situation where where a violence is done to another person and and something bad's happening no matter what and the question is is are we to sit back and not do anything and unfortunately in our world you read about it in the paper every day of, of people not stepping forward and doing the right thing and helping out and i think that's the ultimate need is 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 as a person of morality and conscience I have to be willing to put my life in danger in order to protect somebody who cannot do that for themselves. Now, let me ask you, Gunnar Hansen, about part two of this piece over at sealpastor.blogspot.com. Again, it's linked to Merrick at HughHewitt.com. I'm talking with Gunnar Hansen. He's a pastor at Valley Center, uh, Valley Baptist Church in Valley Center, California, and he spent a dozen years in the SEAL teams before that. Uh, uh, pastor, in terms of the authority of the warrior, you're talking really here to pacifists here who, who say, look, God will dispose of this. Nonviolence is the only answer. What's your partial response to that? My, my partial response is, is ultimately God has ordained the government. And what I can see in the Bible, uh, the, the heart of the issues found in Romans 13, where, where God says, I've ordained the authorities to protect those from doing evil. And, and essentially it says that the government doesn't bear the sword in vain. Uh, in carrying out this justice. And from what I can tell in scriptures, this is the only purpose of the government. Um, and, and so 
pacifists, and not even really pacifists, law enforcement, military people, everybody grapples with the issues in Scripture, like the Sermon on the, on the Mount, which I just happened, coincidentally, to be preaching on uh, as I speak these next four weeks. We see the, the, the commands of Jesus to, to love your enemies, and we say, well, how do we love our enemies if we're inflicting this sort of justice upon them? And, and we really have to bifurcate our, our function, our role, when we are people that are under authority of the government. Every police officer will tell you that um, when they are writing a ticket or doing something, they're not acting on their own behalf, and they are functioning over the, uh, under the authority that's been placed above them. And, and the same thing goes for a military man or woman who finds himself in combat. They, and if they go outside of this boundary of what the government has placed over them, then they're going to be accountable, and they're going to go to jail if they function in a way that's not appropriate. And so um, I know plenty of soldiers and plenty of law enforcement people who can uh, exercise violence to, to bring peace to a situation and have no anger or rage or any disrespect for the person that they're subduing in the process of doing this. Does that make sense? I'll be, I'll be right back with Gunnar Hansen. One more short segment on today's Hugh Hewitt Show. Don't go anywhere except maybe to HughHewitt.com. Read his blog post at sealpastor.blogspot.com. Stay tuned. America to Hewitt. Thank you for listening today. I want to thank everyone for uh, for pay, paying attention to this uh, this issue and talking with me with Gunnar Hansen, who's the pastor at Valley Baptist Church in Valley Center, California. He's also a 12-year veteran of the uh, SEAL teams and also a, um, a wonderful blogger at sealpastor.blogspot.com. Gunnar, this is a short segment, and I, and I want to make sure that I let people know it's a longer response. But you talk a little bit about the Christian's response to violence, especially about a lot of us felt great joy to hear that bin Laden was dead. And uh, is that appropriate? Just, just tee off a little bit. People will have to go to sealpastor.blogspot.com to, to look at that. But by all means, at least hint at him what your conclusion is. I'll start off with saying I think the Lord's still working in my heart on this, and I there was great joy as one who has lost dear friends in this this battle against terrorism. Um, the, but we do see in the Old Testament that there is rejoicing when 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 God's justice is done to a known person that's done the magnitude of evil that was done against humanity by this person, Bin Laden. Is there aren't words that can express that, and um, uh, so. I think that we should, there, there's a sense of relief almost, I think is the best, to see that our government follows through with its role of, of um, protecting the innocent and, and, and inflicting justice on those that, that are doing evil. Um, I, I think the final point that I made, just to keep, in keeping it brief, is, is the Scripture makes it clear that, that we as believers are to pray for our leaders, um, from the president down of all nations, um, regardless of their um, political affiliation, so that we can have peace. And I, I would not want to be the president. I wouldn't want to be any political leader, to be quite honest with you. And there's a lot of responsibility. And so we're to pray and, and 
And it's it's a terribly sad thing, um, even in the loss of life of, of bin Laden, because um, this is a man that uh, is has done horrible things. And, and at one point in his life, he you know, he was somebody's child, and and you know, a cute little baby, I'm sure. And and uh, so it's hard when we see that this is the end of a life, and to see what his life represented, and and ultimately that we live in a world where we have to deal with such um, evil, and and. Um, and so it is, and we, it's just a heart-wrenching sort of thing, and to know that his death isn't going to suddenly make this, this world a, um, a happy place free of sin and stain, that a, a new tyrant will arise and other evil at our local levels at, at everywhere, it happens in our midst. And, and I think that resolving these theological questions and understanding um, needs to be done by the warrior and individual before they're placed in a situation where they could be asked to use force because we never know every one of us could be thrust into a situation where we might have to use lethal force in order to protect ourselves or someone else. Pastor Gunnar Hansen, sealpastor.blogspot.com. Thank you for a provocative post. It's linked at hughhewitt.com. Thank you, Adam, Dwayne, Dell, Alec, and Drew. I'll be back tomorrow on the next Hugh Hewitt Show.